Hello, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the new Five Star Frogcast. We are your hosts, No Crook. And Big Al Capone. We got a lot of news for you. Happy New Year, Merry Christmas, all the holidays we've missed and the pay-per-views. Ladies and gentlemen, we are so sorry we have been gone for so long. We've had a lot of soul-searching, a lot of thinking, a lot of job changes, a lot of life changes. A lot of things happening. But guess what? There's been more happening in wrestling, and today, we're going to talk about it. That's right, we are going to talk about it. It's been a while since we've talked at all uh, yeah. in relation to wrestling on a podcast format. Yeah. Of course, No Crook and I always talk about wrestling, regardless, because it is the passion. And, fair enough. I will just say this, I am very glad to be back. I'm glad to be back recording with my friend, and I'm glad to discuss wrestling with all of you, because I am a wrestling enthusiast. Wrestling enthusiast. That is correct. Does that mean you wrestle yourself now? No. One day. One day. One day more. Wait, this isn't a musical podcast. This is a wrestling podcast. One day. So, speaking of wrestling, we're going to take the current events. What is the hot topic you want to start with, Big Capone? Um, Let's jump right in to the one of the biggest topic talking points. Goodness. One of the biggest talking points going on right now, and that is AEW. AEW Wrestling is Wait, a... what's AEW? I'm glad you asked, mysterious man in my apartment, because I was going <laughs> to explain it anyway before you asked. I tease. But AEW is all elite wrestling, started by the elite, which is Cody Rhodes, along with the new... Or, not the new day the, the young bucks the young bucks the young, the, the the young best, kids the quote best tag team in the world and right now they have officially signed to chris AEW. jericho chris jericho kenny omega pentagon jr phoenix and some other transgender wrestler. I, d- I don't know her name, but yep, the, I I don't remember who it was, but I remember hearing about it. It created some buzz. I did hear about that um, as well. I can't remember her name. It was kind of that old meme from Southpaw Wrestling where it's like, we have one woman. Why do we only have one? Who's she going to wrestle? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, I'm excited for it. I'm excited to see who all else they pull in. I know... Um, at one point, Dolph Ziggler and some other wrestlers were considering leaving WWE because their contracts were up. Dolph re-signed. However, Ty Dillinger, uh, the Perfect Ten, he is actually a free agent right now. Uh, TJP is a free agent. And so is Arn Anderson. When I found out about that, I was like, well, who's going to book any good matches now? Because, you know, the guy who booked Cena's gone. So, I guess Roman's kind of SOL. Yeah, um, Nyla Rose, that is the name of the AEW uh, wrestler that was recently signed of transgender... um, Orientation? I I don't know what the word would be. The wrestler that's transgender. I'll phrase that differently. Yes. So, yeah, um, she's signed... It's she, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay, want to get my pronouns right? Um, (laughs) Fair enough. No, like I'm being in all in all fairness, like yeah, no, I get you, I get you. If she wants to be addressed as a she, that's how I'll do it. Um, yeah, that's valid. So with AEW, there are a lot of talent that's going to be yes. discussed. We have um, a lot of people who may not be signed yet, uh, but may appear at their show that's going to be in Vegas, mm-hmm. All or Nothing. 
Um, um, rumors, and not really rumors, just a lot of people saying they would love this. CM Punk. A lot of people are saying, maybe yeah. CM Punk could come back to AEW, but that's what they said for All In as well. So I think it's, at this point, I think it's just a fever dream. I think it's dream. half a troll. I think it's a fever dream at this maybe. point. I don't know. And Cody Rhodes has said, we haven't really been talking to him, but he's welcome. I mean, honestly, I I know Ty Dillinger is probably going to go because I heard that when they did All In, mm-hmm. he had posted some tweets about it, and it seems like since he is a free agent right now, I would not be surprised to see him show up. Right. I know they have a, con- well, not a contract, but they essentially have an investor. They have a backer, similar to Ted, not similar to Ted Turner as a person, but essentially a millionaire who's just like, hey... I like what you're doing. I want to help you guys do it. And they're like, really? And so, yeah, they have one of the Khan brothers who's, like, a part of a super rich family. They own, like, a team in Britain, like a soccer team in Britain. Mm. And I think, like, they own their owners of, like, one of the sports teams in America as well. Sports. Right. We we like real sports, guys, not just wrestling. Um, what's a football? <laughs> what's a football? Um, I'll get you a nice football for Christmas. <laughs> But no, it, it's really funny because they actually have an investor. They have a system set up where this could legitimately become a successfully good promotion and could actually get a television deal in America. And that would be really exciting because the last time that actually happened was TNA. And we kind of know how that went because it had the Hulk Hogan experiment. Again they are on for like Twitch now. Time. They stream through Twitch. Are you serious? I didn't know that. That's yes. sad. I'm pretty sure they do. That I know is... I know AAA wrestling in Mexico does too, though. So, I mean. But that's that's different. TNA, TNA has fallen so hard. Speaking of TNA, um, we actually have not been following it super closely. Or New Japan or ROH or anything going on in Britain. Sorry, we're bad. We're bad marks. I have a lot going on in my life and I will not be... <laughs> I will not be wrestle-shamed for not viewing enough. No, and I mean, it is. It's a lot of content to try to uh, develop. But I know one of our biggest talking points is going to be WWE. uh, Just because it's the easiest thing to try to binge, especially when you have network. Easiest thing to digest. Yeah, well, sometimes. Well, okay, so it's like, sometimes you'll consume it and you'll be like, the wrestling's good, but then later you'll have the bubble guts. So it's kind of like a white castle. Yeah. So the flavor's good. But uh, yeah. after it'll get you some kickback, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> if only we got kickbacks from WWE, that would be nice. Speaking of, since we're already there, let's go ahead and get on our topics for WWE. Uh, because honestly, we don't have enough information about All Elite to talk about it too much more. Right now, it's just it's just <laughs> a t-shirt it. store. Oh, you it's did a the t-shirt tr- company. You did the troll. I'm just kidding. It's really popular to hate on AEW for some reason. Well, because it's something trying to be new. And people like hating on new Wrestling fans hate change, but want change. I don't understand you. This is why Vince books the way he does. Is that why we have existential crises? Because we don't understand ourselves? I don't know. Not fair enough. So yeah, Ronda Rousey. Ugh. (laughs) There, I summed it up. That was such a good point. That was such a good point, Capone. I'm so proud of you for that. That was a valid argument. (laughs) Rhonda's boring. Hashtag dot JPEG. There you go. I mean, she had better mic skills when she was actually in UFC. Well, it's because she wasn't reading from a promo that was scripted for her. I mean, I'll admit it was cool that they had her lay the belt down in front of Steph because she's like, listen, make Vince, make the right decision. 
But it, it does legitimately feel like she is still being written in a way that she's above the business. Kind of like Lesnar was, except not in the I have Paul Heyman to actually make me better way. Um, it, it's just kind of one of those things that you watch and you're like, but but you're not living up to your hype. You have a few squash matches on Raw and a few squash matches at pay-per-views. And then you have a good setup when you push everybody really over in a ladder match. squash matches. I know, Ruby, bless her heart. But at least she's willing to work with Ronda. Yeah. Uh, by the way, if you hear noise in the background, it's my guinea pigs. We do, so. yes, we do have some anim- aminals in the background. Yeah, they're, um, they're excited about their kale. They are. Sorry, distraction. Complete um, distraction, but here's the thing. The thing I don't like about the whole Ronda, Charlotte, Becky thing yep. is not that Ronda is boring. It is that... What? That's not, that's not my least favorite part. My least favorite part is that they are wasting heel Charlotte on this feud. Like, like Poor Charlotte. No. She's such a good heel. <laughs> she is. Bless her she's heart. coming out. And she's giving excellent stuff. Like, I don't know why they're they're giving her these amazing promos to just come out and be smug. And then, like, we all... If she doesn't lose at Mania, let's be honest, that would be the dumbest thing ever. If she actually wins and beats Becky, I think there would be a riot. I, I genuinely wonder what's going to happen if that were to, if Becky to go loses, down. We riot. If Becky loses, I'm sure there's going to be those signs at Mania. I'm positive. Yeah. And there's going to be if Kofi... If Kofi loses, loses I, I'll legitimately like be upset. I would. I'm too. not gonna like cancel network subscription or anything like that because that's that's stupid because that affects Kofi's money. See, here's the thing, and that's the second thing I don't like about the feud with Ronda, Charlotte, and Becky because they took that, copy and pasted it on the WWE Championship <laughs> feud. They're like, hey, Ro- or, hey, Becky, you're not in the match, lols. Then old man Vince comes out on SmackDown. <laughs> hey, Kofi, you've been great. We respect you, kind of. But uh, guess what? You're not in the match you're at Fastlane. The that's so... <laughs> see, like that's the part that bothered me the most about these decisions yeah. is how similar they are and how close they are. So, like, but we've gotten have, some good things out of these. You things. have a good theory, though. Oh, yeah, my theory. Um, so, I was speculating that Vince caught wind that everyone, all the all the smart marks on the forums and the, and the YouTubes, they all think... The that, people who will dislike this. Yeah, the people that think Vince is, is bad and that they want CM Punk... And that they're the kind of people that chant CM Punk at wrestling events when they have a distaste for things because indie wrestling is so much better than WWE. <laughs> anyway, so... <laughs> the neck beard just came out for a moment. <laughs> I'm just saying, man. I just... I hate elitism, elitism in wrestling. Like, But but we're excited for all elite. See, that's different, though. That's not... <laughs> I get what you're saying. I get the I get the joke. I get the I joke. Know, I know. What I'm saying is, I hate this idea that people have to hate WWE. WWE does a lot of things good. There's reasons why you tune in. There are reasons why you watch but, but, wrestling. But get back to your point though about McMahon catching. Oh yeah. So he caught wind of all the smart marks on the internet, um, saying Vince, you don't, you're old, out of touch, and don't know what you're talking about. So Vince makes his character on television old and out of touch. He's going out there making stupid decisions because he knows it'll rile up the fans. I have friends from high school who are legitimately upset 
that Kofi Kingston is not going to be fighting at Fastlane. Like, it's amazing because we are playing <laughs> right. right into Vince's hands. See, and, and I like this idea because if you really think about it, like, think about Vince. Think about all the stupid stuff he's done, number right. one. Number two, if you watched Raw and SmackDown, go back and look at how Stephanie and Shane are reacting. They're actually acting in a way like, okay, Dad's lost his marbles. Like, right. if you look at their right. facial... And, I mean, obviously it's a work. Right. Like, so, I think you're right. And especially after watching SmackDown with you, I... I don't know, I was watching their facial reactions, and Stephanie especially, they just look so upset, like, why would Dad come in and do this? This is dumb. Why is he putting Kevin Owens in the main event of Fastlane? Who knows? And then I, I also love the fact that there was the behind-the-scenes thing <laughs> where they're asking Kevin, they're like, how long have you known about this? He's like, it doesn't matter how long... <laughs> it doesn't matter how long I've known about it. That's the thing, though, because, like, it makes it it may it paints the picture that Vince isn't telling Stephanie and Shane and Triple H what he's doing. He just comes out and does it. And they can't argue because he's Vince. So so that's uh Capone's theory. And I like I said, I actually kind of agree with him. I think that's a brilliant idea. Um we obviously are for Kofi getting a WrestleMania right, moment. We right. think that's probably gonna happen. But he's waiting till Fastlane till we do a book it for WrestleMania, well, I'll, I'll, I can we can talk about the th- the ideas that we were throwing around earlier when watching SmackDown, like That's why right. they would why they would push Kofi's big title moment back to Mania. Right. I mean, well, you want me to talk about that? You can. Okay. So, ladies and gentlemen, I don't know if you know this. Uh, do a quick Google search. How many black WWE champions have there been? Not World Heavyweight WWE. There is a difference. There has not been one in the entirety of WWE. If you, I'm serious. Go. I'll give you a second. We'll wait. Pause. Pause this. We're good. Okay. Yeah, you're shocked as us, right? So here's the thing. Kofi Kingston has been in WWE for 11 years. Okay. Has had some of everybody's favorite moments at the Rumble. Had a great feud with Randy Orton. Had amazing performances at Elimination Chambers. But never has gotten the title. And a lot of people kind of forgot about him up until the most recent thing with him and Daniel Bryan. I say it's a thing because it's not just a feud. It's more than that. He's been performing every week, wrestling Daniel Bryan pretty much almost every week, except in different ways. Which I like how they're doing that because it's not just one-on-one matches. He keeps getting the pinfall and he keeps winning these matchups against the champ. Now, he could get the belt at Fastlane, or, Capone was mentioning earlier, another possibility is that they didn't expect Kofi to get as hot as he did. They didn't expect the fans to pull the trigger on him. Right. Because nobody was thinking about Kofi as WWE Champion until they randomly put him in for the Elimination Chamber. Especially when Kofi was a replacement for Mustafa Ali. Right. And everybody, like, and that's the thing, that's the crazy thing. I was talking to another buddy of mine, and he was like, listen, he's not going to get the title at Chamber because he's just a replacement for somebody else. But then you watch the Chamber match, and you see how the ending was literally just a championship match between Kofi and Bryan. And it was phenomenal. Like, it was the best part of the pay-per-view, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. 
And hands down, hands down. And then you get this fast lane announcement that oh, they're going to be facing each other. And then Vince comes out and does the Becky Lynch syndrome. Well, now we have a justifiable babyface going all out for Mania. Whoever wins the title at Fastlane, and that sets up Kofi Kingston to have probably one of the most momentous and monumental wins at WrestleMania in history. Right, that like hands down, like I truly believe, if Kofi were to win at Mania for the WWE Championship, that will be one of the biggest pops ever. I think it would genuinely eclipse Daniel Bryan's. Yeah, because that they if they take if WWE takes this and they actually just completely open up and they're like, yeah, this will be the first black champion. Do you know? Do you? Can you imagine? How crazy people are going to be invested in that. Not just regular fans. People all over the world finding out, oh, hey, Kofi Kingston, a wrestler who's been wrestling for years, and if they go look at his matches, they'll see how good he is. Right. He's been good since the beginning. Right. He's never dropped in performance. He's gotten better. If If they hear that he is going to be the first black WWE champion, think of how many buys WrestleMania would get. Like, uh, just on economic perspective. And you look at it in a booking perspective and how many promotions have already had black champions. We're not going to include New Japan because, you know, Japan, nothing racist, but they are they are kind of selective for reasons. We'll just leave it at that. But even ROH, even TNA, like the big promotions in America, even the indie promotions in America... Have black champions or have had black champions? Are two wrestling federations here in Indiana, like the one that we go to sometimes, Wrestling Theology Fellowship? They've had two African American black champions already. Right. And then I used to go to this one before it closed down, Insanity Pro Wrestling. They've had black, uh, almost said black presidents, <laughs> black champions as well. So, Same difference, really. I mean, I'll, <laughs> I'll vote. Right? But it's just it's just so cool. And, I mean, we've never really talked about this sort of a thing on the podcast. Right. But, like, if you really think about it, think of how cool that would be and how amazing of a WrestleMania moment. Not just for Kofi, but for the entire company and for, you know, wrestling fans around the world who are aware of this. Especially how the world's changing and how we're recognizing these things more. Correct. Like, that that would be such an amazing moment. And I want it to happen so bad. And I can't think of a single... I mean, like, I'm sure there are other wrestlers that are just as deserving. Like, within, like, that oh, demographic. No, absolutely. But... I absolutely. Just, man, Kofi... He's so hot right now. He's so... He's been so overlooked for so long. You're right. You're by right. myself included like i was i never thought about the fact that he has not been a WWE champion or even world heavyweight right yeah and it, and it's funny cuz i was talking to Capone earlier about this too Booker T he was in a WWE championship title match at WrestleMania against Triple H and it was based on Triple H just being a racist jerk the whole time yeah. Like, legitimately said things on air that could not be said on air today. And... People like you right, can't yep. be champions. Yeah, literally. And he didn't win. So, like, I want him to win so bad. And I... Now, this is me fantasy booking completely. But then, like, the next night on Raw, Booker T coming out and just shaking Kofi's hand. Can you... 
Can you imagine? Like, my heart's melting right now thinking <laughs> of that. Oh, God. But, okay, so so that's that's the thing with Kofi. Next thing we want to talk about. What is our biggest problem with oh. WWE right now? Yeah, um, we talked about this in length before we recorded. So, we'll, we'll go ahead and get into this one. Um, it's characters. Um, so, with wrestling, what do people remember? They remember the over-the-top characters, the larger-than-life characters. They remember the Hogans, the Warriors, the Savages. They remember Undertaker, Stone Cold, uh, Shawn Michaels, The Rock, the Rock see, and Dusty Rhodes. See, here's the thing with that. Ric Flair. Ric Flair. Sting. Yep. Jeff Hardy. Yep. Matt Hardy. Yep. Booker T. King yep. Buka. King like, Buka. Anytime somebody has a gimmick and works it well, it doesn't matter if they win, it doesn't matter if they lose. If they can push it and at least get some sort of push and popularity, it makes the product better. Think about the champions we have right now. Or I guess the champions we have had. You have Brock Lesnar. He's not a character. He's just a thing at this point. <laughs> He's just a He's machine. Just a that's a whole other beef. That's a whole other beef we can talk about with Brock Lesnar being champ. But like, legitimately, it's more machine. Even than with man, Roman yeah. Reigns, before he came out and said, "I have leukemia," before everybody realized, "Oh shoot, we should have been rooting for this guy the whole time." Right. What was his character? Look at Seth Rollins. Look at Dean Ambrose before his heel turn. Look at so many of these face characters, and even go to the heels. Look at Rusev. Look at Shinsuke. Look at look at Randy Orton, who yeah. used to be one of the best heels in the company. He was the legend killer. He was a part of Rated. He RKO. was the Viper. The Viper. Like um, all those things that were such good parts of his character, and they're just bland now. They're like super watered down. And even when they have NXT people come, and that's the crazy. That's the crazy thing. This past couple weeks, where NXT wrestlers have come up to the main roster and just put on a clinic. In their matches. They show better character work than yeah. the people they're wrestling against who are like made guys in the WWE. Yep. It's ridiculous. And like, I just, when it comes to the characters in WWE, they say, like, I, I've always heard, like, one of the best ways to get over is to be yourself. And that's like a philosophy that I've heard from like my readings and like my I can't say for sure because I'm not behind the scenes at WWE. I've watched documentaries. I've watched. I've read books. I've I've studied this art form, and with that, it's just I always hear this idea of be yourself. But they're also scripting everyone's promos. From what I understand, can't guarantee it one hundred percent. I mean, watch Ronda Rousey's; you can kind of tell. Yeah, because she was a lot better in UFC on the mic. Yeah, she was a lot more believable. Yeah, wasn't stumbling over her words because she was talking from the heart. Shoot, even look at the really weird, a really weird promo they had with Lana going into the locker room and checking out Ricochet and Aleister Black. Like, they just took turns defending themselves to Lana saying, eh, you guys don't look like much. And, and then Ricochet's just... like, I am outstanding. Yeah, and that's the thing. That's something me and him are worried about is Ricochet. Because that boy 
is oh talent. Oh my goodness. He is just he oh he's goodness. not talented. He's, he's he always is talent. He's always been talented. Like I I remember when I saw him back in like 2007, 2008. He had like this poofy af like not afro, but like he had poofy hair and like was just like this he was like a comedy character almost, him and Chuck Taylor and Ricochet was still outstanding. Even being funny, even being like a comic relief almost it felt like. He was still amazing. And he still is today. And you watch him and you watch him in ring you're like, oh, dang, this is why we watch wrestling. Because this is the art form side of it. Right. And then you have Aleister Black right to his left. Who, that sounded, that was a weird sentence. But, you know, right after him who's essentially just has an actual gimmick that is essentially just, you know, biker taker mixed with original taker. Right. He's like this <laughs> this outcast, this misfit, this this just this kind of I don't want to say weird, creepy, but like creepy, like ominous. Yeah. He's ominous and like it, it it's intriguing. It truly it, is. He's got this look about him and this feel and like his in-ring and when he does that weird sit-down thing, I mark out for it because I think it's cool. It is, and it's awesome. But here's the thing. As much as I love watching Ricochet, Ricochet wrestle, even in NXT, mm-hmm. I would have much rather watched Aleister Black wrestle, even though I like what Ricochet does in ring more. Right. Because he has a character that he plays in and out of ring. Another, Ricochet doesn't. Another example. Another. Champa. Okay, so literally, so we weren't gonna talk about this, but you brought it up. Tomasa Champa is a he, larger than life character. He at this point. better, he better instantly get a title when he comes to that main roster. That boy has done some of the best heel work I've seen out of any WWE thing in years. Better than Samoa Joe in NXT. Right. Better than Kevin Owens right. in NXT or on the main roster. Right. Even when he broke Chris Jericho's heart, he's still Tommaso Ciampa. Even Chapa. after he def- stinking Sami Zayn finally captured the NXT title, his best friend comes out to congratulate him. I want that title. Even better than that. He, he is. He has done so well. And he finally has entrance music again, which I think is funny. I haven't heard it yet. But he... He's been coming out to no music. He's just this obsessive, this is my this is my belt. I am going to treat this championship better than anyone else. And he just, he does this heel work in ring that's so good psychologically. Mm-hmm. Oh, and man. just like the looks on his face. Oh. Like just this, like, he, honestly, he could be an actor. With oh, how gosh. well, like, he gosh. betrays his facial features and, like, the emotions that he gives off. He just has this look about him and this feel, this... Pr- he has this presence. That's the yes. word. He has a presence, which is what we're lacking so much in so many of these wrestlers that Velveteen are... Dream. Velveteen Dream has a presence. He has a character. Little weird, but I love it. Oh, yeah. I mean, even EC3... Okay, here's the thing. I'm gonna give EC3 a pass. Because... Somehow, this boy has no gimmick, but he has enough charisma to have some sort of arrogant enough presence that I'm like, all right, you could be a face or a heel. I'll, I'll mark out for you. I'll sure. cheer for you either I'll way. I'll cheer for you either way. Like, you have people like that. You have Alexa Blitz. Oh, God. I didn't want to bring this up, but I just remembered. 
Alexa Bliss and how poorly she's being used right now. One of the best, like genuinely, outside of Becky and Charlotte, one of the best female workers on the roster. She can talk. She can do it in ring. She's she can do literally everything we were just saying. Champa can do. She has a presence about her. Mm-hmm. Like she has a character that works really well. And they just they use her for oh I'm sexy Alexa Bliss. I'm gonna flirt with the male guys I interview on a moment of bliss. I guess that's what she's doing now. Like she tra- started complimenting Finn's abs, and then Leo Rush came out and they had an Intercontinental Championship. It was it was weird, but like. You have Who you have so, Finn's abs. I mean, there there is a gif of Becky saying your abs are still great, <laughs> just like in passing on Raw. But that's a whole other conversation. The thing is, <laughs> we have wrestlers like that who have a presence, who have a character, who have something about them that keeps them going. Daniel Bryan, right now, the new Daniel Bryan, the eco-friendly Daniel Bryan. I love it when he gets on a mic. But oh yeah. When's the last time he's cut a promo? He hasn't cut one for like two or three weeks. Although I will say that during the autograph signing, or not autograph signing, the contract signing, him just sitting there clutching the WWE World Heavyweight Championship, there was something about that image that I loved. The image was nice, but he's so good on the mic. Mm -hmm. Like, I would rather him sit there and talk. And, man, can you imagine if he just would have had a mic for a few seconds to talk like about how he was going to beat up Kofi? And then him sit there and hold the belt like that when Kevin comes out and have mm-hmm. that smug look. Like, can you imagine how that would have flowed better with the storytelling? Right. Like, it's just stuff like that. Like, you have people who can cut promos. You had the New Day come out. You have you have the biggest hype men ever in Xavier Woods and Big E. Like, hyping up Kofi and getting suit, like, being his anger translators when they hear the news. And yeah, because Kofi was oh, devastated. You could see the look in his face. He betrayed this look of devastation so well. Like he didn't, he didn't say anything. And I mean, they're using him now, but look at look at the tag teams, man. Mm-hmm. They jobbed out the tag teams to the NXT guys, and like I get, and that's something else we discussed. I get why they did it, but the problem is, is this exact issue we're discussing. They have sort of characters. Like the revival had characters. A long time ago, they had a character other mm. than just being wrestlers. Now, now it's just like they got jobbed out to NXT people two weeks in a row. Right. You got the Bar and the Usos getting jobbed out on SmackDown. Right. You got Shinsuke Nakamura and Rusev. Remember when people out. were cheering for Rusev Day? It's just simple things like that. Things that should have been pushed, but just die because. They have no momentum. They get gold and they don't know what to do with it. So they, they go, okay, I don't actually know how much this is worth. I don't know what I can really do with this. Maybe put it on a t-shirt, make a quick buck. Yeah. But like, so they're basically, they're going to a pawn shop with this really valuable item, giving it away and getting, uh, let's say 30% of what it's actually worth. Because there's so much good stuff in just the little things like Rusev Day they capitalized on yes because that's what the fans wouldn't stop saying yes, yes, yes. Right. See, the other thing with that, though, is look at AJ Styles. Right. AJ is a good face when he has a good heel. Mm-hmm. The problem is, if he always wins and he's always the champ, he's no better than John Cena. Like, if you think about it, him versus Shinsuke, Shinsuke should have won the belt. 
Not by kicking him in the crotch, but by beating him in the ring. Right. Because Shinsuke is talented. Rusev <coughs> should have beaten. Or should have at least had a heel, some sort of heel character when he was facing him. Samoa Joe should have beaten AJ Styles at least once out of like the six times he faced him. Samoa Joe needs so much more than they're giving him. Dude, he's come out and cut so many good promos on these guys. Oh my gosh, the promo he cut for Elimination yep, Chamber. Yep, yep, that's the exact one I'm talking about. He said, he told Jeff Hardy, I want you to act like this is an AA meeting and let me finish talking. Oh man. That was savage. Dude, he had everybody corpse and in ring, too. Yeah, everybody. Because he just comes out and cuts stuff. And that's the thing. Like, maybe that's why he's not getting pushed. Because he doesn't... He, he probably looks at a script and tosses it. Let's be honest. Honestly? He probably does. Honestly. Because, other than... Because, think about it. Last time he stuck to a script... Sorry, script. Not, not getting into gang wars. Uh, last time he stuck to a script, he was reading a bedtime story for AJ Styles. But even that was good. Just because he can deliver it well. Right, that's what I'm saying. But like, yeah man, it's... That's our biggest beef with WWE. Is that, not just that they have unutilized talent. Because they're they're starting to address that finally. Yep. They are. Too bad they still have big names on Raw that stop them from doing that there. But that's again another conversation. Our biggest beef is that we want to see the company do better. Mm -hmm. And we think it can. If it just embraces those characters more. Right. Bray Wyatt should have held the title much longer than he did with Randy Orton. Right. Bray Wyatt had such a good character. And they ruined it because they had him come out and just... The, the ominous, buzzes, ominous, the ominous. Ominous, ominous, ominous. And he just cut promos every week on, on the Titantron and then wouldn't do anything. It's hard to have believable characters, heel or face, right. if they always lose. Yep, that's that's what I was just thinking. Like, you can talk the talk, but if you can't back it up, you're you're in the water without a paddle. You're not gonna go anywhere. Like, it's great. Bray Wyatt's a great promo. Bray Wyatt's a great wrestler. Yes. But when he's cutting those promos about how he's the eater of worlds, about how he's this big freaking force that's gonna take over that he's got the power thanks to sister abigail which ended up really stupid thanks thanks wwe sister abigail is now just bray wyatt in a dress but that's besides the point you can't give him this big thing imagine imagine if you will the undertaker cutting a promo about how his opponent will rest in peace my guinea pig agrees. And then just... And then just loses all the time. See, and that's, that's again, that's a booking issue, which I agree with you. I don't like the booking a lot of times either. But, like we talked about, we have characters... Well, WWE has characters that they can book well. They're just choosing not to because they're trying to go after where they think the money is. And I mean, to be fair, as a business, they're not always wrong. Right. AJ Styles is a good person to get behind. He New has day. a lot of merch... New Day's people... Well, and that's the thing. Even New Day is not being pushed the same way they used to. Right. Like, New Day is still over as everything else that you could possibly find in WWE. And I also want to clarify, because... And Capone will agree with me. We don't think WWE is in a bad spot. Not at all. 
with AEW, with all these other promotions, no matter what's going on, WWE is still top dog. Let's let's be honest for a second. Right. It is. As much as you want to say, well, there's talent all over the world. There's talent, you know. There's better people here, here, here. That's not the point. You look at the amount of talent that's in WWE, and you realize it's still a place to look. It's still a place to watch. Right. You can get frustrated all you want, but unless you're watching, what's the point of complaining? Right. If you're not at least watching the product, or at least watching some of the product, even if you're just watching NXT 205 Live, if you're not watching SmackDown and Raw, you can't complain about it. And I, and I guess this is kind of going off what you said earlier about the whole, you know, Mark people who just are on the internet, Smarks who just think they know everything about the business. I, I, I'm talking to you for a second, and you're probably going to hate me for this. If you don't like WWE because the people you want aren't there or aren't getting pushed, and you refuse to watch it or you refuse to watch Network because of it. Right. You're only hurting the company and you're not letting your voice be heard as a consumer. This is talking from a business standpoint. Yeah, I'm not saying you shouldn't watch these indie promotions. I'm not saying you shouldn't watch TNA or any other promotion you want to watch. Be my guest. But if you're going to get on the internet and complain about WWE, at least watch it so you know what you're talking about. Yeah, I completely agree because, like, here's the thing. You can... You can go to your... I, I fully believe people should go to their local indie shows and support mm-hmm. them. Yeah. I have a page that I haven't been keeping up with where I promote indie shows around Indiana. Um, but here's the thing. It, no matter how good your favorite local wrestler is, if they don't have the platform, they'll go unnoticed. That's why we have to invest. That's why we have to watch things like WWE. Because that's the platform. We have to buy merch. We have to support what we love. And we may not always agree with it, and that's fine. That's why we have podcasts. That's why we have discussion boards. So we can discuss and talk about like what we'd like to see. But we can't let that ultimately deter us. Our fantasy booking can't make us think, Okay, our fantasy booking cannot sour us on the product. Mm, as yeah, much yeah. as I would love to see Kenny Omega and WWE <sighs> kicking Brock Lesnar's teeth in, I don't. Uh, I'm not upset that it's not happening because Kenny Omega saw a position in AEW and he wanted to take that, and I fully support him in that, and I'll watch him in AEW, and I mm-hmm. will support him. Right. And it's the same thing with Pentagon Jr. I'd love to see Pentagon in WWE. I'm a huge Pentagon mark. But at the same time, I'm not going to fantasy book these matches where it will either make me go, ah, oh, Pentagon could be doing better, or me going, hmm, WWE would be better if Pentagon was here. Because I want, cause WWE has a lot of talent. They do. I want them to utilize what they have rather than me going, well, maybe it'd be better if they had this person. Because then it's it won't live up to my fantasy booking because I'll never be pleased as a consumer. Side point on that. Can we please bring back Demon Finn? Yep. Just, 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 yep. just yep. a little side point there. Like, when he comes out and he wins a title and he doesn't have the demon makeup on, it makes me sad inside. Because yeah. that's... 
See, okay, here's here's kind of against and to our point about the character thing with Finn Balor. Yep. Finn Balor, as he is, is good as a face or a heel. He can play that role, Correct. right? Correct. Finn Balor, face or heel, can pull the demon gimmick and get more support and more fans and more money. Whether he wins a title or not, as long as he has a big match and he comes out in that, fans are going to mark out. And you know why that is? Because it's an image. And because it's different. It's larger than life. Yeah. Which is what, ultimately, what I feel a lot of wrestling fans, and just consumers of entertainment media altogether, when you watch things like superhero movies... You want something larger than life. You don't... I mean, like, of course you may want to see, like, Average Joe going out saving the world. That's great. But you're more enthralled with these characters that just seem larger than life. Something that you won't see every day. And the thing is, I think they're trying to do that with Rhonda and Brock. The problem is... They don't make them seem larger than life. Brock Lesnar's only larger than life because he's a big guy. And, and because he was in, there. he's hardly even there. He was in MMA, and pretty much every time he's in a brawl, he just he just wins. Like his match versus Finn Balor, where Finn had him pinned, and Brock reverses it into a submission and wins automatically. I was like, I was so disappointed in the end of that match. But they had to do it because Brock Lesnar is supposed to be better than everybody else. Like I said, though, how how they have him come out how they use him on a week-to-week or even month-to-month basis doesn't make him feel that big. So when he wins matches like that, especially against people who are over like Finn, mm-hmm. it feels like there's there's a dissonance there that doesn't work. And that's why they're trying to push Seth against him because Seth Rollins is still popular as all hell. Right. But he doesn't really have a character now either. Before, he was just like the... The golden child of the authority. Which was so good. With and J then, and J security. And then he was the Kingslayer. Right. And I th- I hope, after Fastlane, they really push the Beast Slayer thing. I think that'd be sick. Mm-hmm. But then you have Ronda Rousey, who's supposed to be larger than life. And she was last year when she came in. Because everybody was just hyped to see her in WWE. Especially since two years before that. She, like, came up with The Rock and, like, just flipped Stephanie. Right. So, like, yeah, it was cool seeing her at Mania. Yeah, it was cool seeing her go through and get the championship, especially off of Nia Jax. Um, <laughs> but, but since then, all of her competition has looked a lot like Brock Lesnar matches, where she just beats everybody. And again, I get it, because she's supposed to be the big MMA BA that's moving in. But as, a, as somebody who likes wrestling, I don't like a John Cena character who just beats everybody. And I loved John Cena as a character. Because as a character, he actually had competition that he'd go at or he'd be like the underdog in certain situations with the Nexus. Like crazy stuff like that Mm -hmm. that he shouldn't have won. I'll completely admit that. Cena shouldn't have won half the matches he did. He shouldn't have have killed the Nexus. That's completely true. Oh, no. That's completely true. Who said that? Who said that? Russo? Um, The ghost of Russo? Swerve, swerve, swerve. But... That's the thing. You have Ronda coming out and doing the same thing Brock does, and it's just, it's boring. Like, why do I want to watch two champions do the same thing, except one of them's a fighting champ, but it's not really fighting if you win every time. It's not fighting when I don't think that you're going to lose. 
I really enjoy um, Ruby Riot, mm-hmm. and going into Elimination Chamber, I knew she wasn't going to win. There was no buildup. There was nothing. I I was like, you know, I'd love to see her win. Mm-hmm. I was texting No Crook about it. I was like, hey man, I'd love to see this happen, yeah. but I know it's not going to. And it didn't. And the match was short. There was no fight. It was a complete squash, really. That was so stupid. And Especially for how good the Riot Squad is getting. Yeah, Riot Squad. Um, I live Morgan. Um, I can't remember the other one's name. Yeah, I always forget her name. Too. I was, she's she's fantastic. I feel bad for forgetting her name. Just, Sarah Logan. Sarah Logan. Yep, that, she's she's fantastic. Um, I just Ruby Riot's great. I just I feel like that's wasted talent because they're trying to because they're creating this big monster and Ruby or not Ruby but Ronda. Uh, Ronda too many R's uh, Ronda Rousey Ruby Riot um, The Rock <laughs> but too much of The Rock in general but they're creating this big monster and now they have to feed the monster and I feel like that's killing a lot of talent um and I feel like they don't know where they want to go with certain talent, which is why we see things like... Especially uh, Ronda. The Revival getting killed after winning the titles. Well, because they don't have a tag team division on Raw. Like, they do. They have a bunch of great tag teams. But they're not utilized. They're not... Well, it's not just that they're not utilized. They're not built up, and there's no stories to set them up for being used well. Right. Like, you had Bobby Roode and Chad Gable. As champs. Like, don't get me wrong. They're great wrestlers. They kind of tried to work with, you know, Rude's gimmick. But Gable's bigger than that. He should have been bigger than that. He should have had his own middle, mid-card title at that point. Instead of trying to be paired with Bobby Rude. Why not just give us back American Alpha? Because Jason Jordan either isn't coming back or isn't back yet. Yep. That's true. Or like when they had him and Shelton Benjamin kind of doing the semi-American Alpha thing. Like... That still worked. I mean, it was stupid because it was replacing one black guy with another. But it was also Shelton Benjamin, who was under Kurt Angle originally when he came in. Right. Which, that would have been cool. Like, if you have Kurt Angle come out now and be, like, the manager for Chad Gable and Shelton Benjamin, or whoever they pair with Chad Gable, that would be sick. Except, you know, his son's still Jason Jordan, but whatever. (laughs) Gosh darn it. Um, and I'll, I'll say this, I, just a quick complaint, um, I hate that Chad Gable is always, like, second fiddle. You right. He's always tag-teamed with someone else. because he's small. Yeah. Well, he's, he's short, let me, let me he's clarify, short. he's not small. Boy's big. Boy's big for being short. But, like, you, and you're right, mouse. but they, they have, they have a bunch of good tactics. They have Authors of Pain on Raw. Mm-hmm. They have The Revival on Raw. What happened to The Ascension? They had The Ascension on Raw. They had good tactics on Brizango. Raw. They had, well, I think, I don't know, man. I, think I don't know what was doing. I know he was injured for a while. Yeah. Because Tyler Breeze wrestled at a TakeOver. Yep. But, like, you have tag teams over there, but for some reason they're like, no, we're not going to be Teddy Long. We're just going to focus on Bork Lasagna. Um, what we have and, here is and a the... tag team match. Right. And you're going one on one with The Undertaker. Holla, holla. Right. See, that's the thing. You have that, but then you also have where they only focus on really three titles at once. And this is on both shows. This is the fault mm-hmm. that I realized. Mm-hmm. You have the Intercontinental, the Raw Women's, and the Universal Champion on Raw. 
because the two biggest champs they have right now are Ronda and Brock. And then the Intercontinental title keeps hopping between Seth and whoever Seth's facing. And now it's on Finn. So, like, they're still using some of the guys there and they're trying to promote the mid-card. But then you look on SmackDown and they were promoting the, the Women's Championship. and then SmackDown Asuka, Women's Championship. SmackDown Women's Championship. And then it just kind of disappeared for a while. And then she got... Asuka got beat by Mandy Rose, which, don't get me wrong, I love Mandy Rose, but that was wrong. Then you have the tag team titles, which were booked well until the NXT startups came in. Mm-hmm. Because it, you had the Shane Miz thing, which was also kind of dumb. There's you too many titles. Done, you have well, I disagree with that. I don't think there's too many titles. I think there's too many. I don't think there's too many titles. I think there aren't enough feuds or rivalries going on but with the titles. How many feuds and rivalries can you book in a well, how three-hour program? How many matches can you have in a three-hour program? How many promos can you like? It's really easy to do that. You just have to mix it up. The thing is, they just have a formula where they just do the same thing over and over until no. the fans get bored of it and then move on. It's it's until it's something they actually want to push somebody with. It's match, weird interview backstage segment where nothing really happens. It's just talking heads, mm-hmm. match, talking heads, match, talking heads, talking heads, yeah. match. Someone walking backstage. Yeah. So that's the thing. If if they were a little bit more diverse with their approach to feuds. Did and he? if they actually use them for title matches and not just randomly putting AJ Styles versus Randy Orton, which <laughs> sounds amazing, like genuinely think about that. Uh, face AJ Styles versus super heel Randy Orton trying to beat the phenomenal one. Like, come on, that sounds great. Why couldn't we have done that back when Shinsuke was just kicking him in the crotch instead? <laughs> like... You know, you, you had Randy versus Jeff Hardy, which was kind of okay just because of the screwdriver and the ear thing. Yeah. But otherwise, it got kind of dumb. Yeah. I don't know, man. Like, you have situations where the titles can mean something, but you don't build them up to mean anything. And you don't have feuds that really mean anything until WrestleMania. Even SummerSlam matches hardly have feuds that mean anything. So, I guess that's our second biggest problem. You have characters, and then you have the feuds that they're in. Randy Orton was once the legend killer. Make him the legend that kills now. Because I'd like that. Because he's, he's, like, I want him to be, like, see these young up-and-coming talent and then try to go after them. Better yet, call him the legendary Viper. Yeah, something along those lines where he's like, he's like, I know I'm the veteran now, and I used to be like you, and I'm going to take you out before you can take me out kind of deal. And that's kind of what they were doing with him and Mustafa Ali, mm-hmm. but then it just kind of died. Yeah. But the thing is, Mustafa Ali, I don't know what the heck that boy has under his name, or what's going on. I mean, don't get me wrong, he's talented, but he went from 205 Live to being main event material on SmackDown Live. I don't know who was paid, but the yeah. fact that that's been... I'm just saying, man, that was crazy. Like, I, it makes no yeah. sense. I i was like... It's like... He kept bringing... It, it was like, and Daniel Bryan will now face Mustafa Ali. And I'm like, the guy from 205 Live? <laughs> no offense to 205 Live. And or the Mustafa that, Ali. Yeah, they're everyone on 205 Live is fantastic, and Mustafa Ali is fantastic. It's just like... 
there was there's no like build. There's no like <laughs> maybe I missed something, but I don't know. But yeah, so that's pretty much our rant for the day. We definitely rambled a little bit on this one. Wrestling um, rants, but it's wrestling rants. It was good, <laughs> right? Exactly. Wrestling rants. Wrestling rants. Um, but no, we just wanted to put this out there, guys. We want to let you know that the new five star broadcast is going to be coming at you. It's going to be something chill. It's not going to be super structured. We're just going to talk about our thoughts on wrestling. We are going to be doing some new things. Yeah, we do have some new things planned. We do have some new ideas. Um, just, you know what? I'll, I'll go ahead and give an idea of what we're doing. We're think, we're talking about doing wrestler, wrestler breakdowns. Mm-hmm. Kind of looking at a retrospective of certain careers of professional wrestlers. Um, if you have any suggestions or wrestlers that you want to see us break down... Let us know. I know who our first one's going to be. Who? I'm not going to say it yet. I want them to be thirsty with anticipation. It's fantastic. It's I'm doing like the hand motion, so I'm not just blowing kisses. I'm like I'm like doing like the tasty, like the like chef. The, the Italian, the, the chef. chef. The chef. Delicious. Delicious. So, yeah. We have to find the pizza. Lots of, lots of spaghetti. That's racist. No, it's not. Sort of racist. No, it's the Super Mario Brothers Super Show. That's true. That was Hey, Paisanos. <laughs> Stop it. Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, this has been the Five Star Frogcast. We thank you for listening. Uh, we will be back soon. Yep. Um, Cannot give a definitive date, but we will have what they call on the on the internet webs content soon. Yeah, that, <laughs> that's what we'll call it. We'll call this content. Others will call it garbage. I mean, that's everywhere on the internet. Everything's garbage. Everything's garbage. Okay. Um, so, yeah, thank you so much for listening in. You can follow me at Big Al Capone, B-I-G-A-L-C-A-P-W-N. I'll probably have our handles in the description down below. I don't know your handle by memory. I don't know my own handle. I haven't used Twitter for years, and now I have a reason to use it again. Yep. So, there's that. Yeah. Um, you can find us, Five Star... Five underscore star frog cast, I believe it is. Um, plenty of plenty of material coming your way. Let us know what you want to hear, and we will consider it. No promises. If you pay us, I might be more willing to make it happen on the show. I'm not saying we have a Patreon yet, but if we did, if if, if enough people, if there's interest, we will start a Patreon. Yeah, I'm not gonna make. I'm not gonna be one of those people that's like I'm only making content if I have a Patreon. No, no, no. I'm not, not, I'm not dissing those kind of people that do that, but like, here's we'll, the thing. We'll make content, and if you guys like it, we'll make a Patreon. Yeah. That's how that's going to work. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, as always, thank you so much for joining in, and I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day. And um, <laughs> I just went into call center mode. I was like, ah, I'm glad we could fix your problem, and I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day. Oh, my brother! Testify! <laughs> oh, that was good. That was fun.